What's up guys? Welcome to Indian Markets with KR, a podcast where I talk about how the Indian indices are moving and how they might move in the future. I also talk about a few stocks and my trades. So, uh glad to see you here and let's get started. Welcome to episode number 155 of this podcast. Today we'll talk about the unusually positive day that we saw um or rather that that the global markets saw not just the indian markets and uh, just just you know the overall market snapshot so before we tune into that make sure you are listening to this episode at a speed you are comfortable at uh, i personally prefer 2x but you do you so anyway uh, let's get started Today, despite it being a net selling day, uh, prices were in the green, uh, very, very deep in the green actually, and this was this went sort of hand in hand with certain announcements and just the general tone. I'm assuming that there was something uh, very important being announced after around 1:30 to 2 p.m. because that is really when things started to pick up pace and that is when uh, you know the markets really turned up before that we were seeing a mild negative day uh, nifty bank nifty both had already erased their gains uh, but after that you know second half things really picked up uh, so market wide we are looking at 1893 buyers and seven, uh, sorry 1893 fi net selling and 737 crore and uh, di net buying so it's it's still a net selling of around 1100 crores but you know again it's the quantum of uh, selling is far lower and uh, the quantum of buying is also far lower so overall market liquidity seems to have been lower incidentally uh, rather coincidentally or interestingly uh, more appropriately uh the market cap here looks to be far lower than what we've seen in the past uh i think past 2 3 weeks possibly it's at 23.94 uh followed by i think it's yeah i think it's six zeros followed by six zeros and that's a lakhs so it's it's a massive number but it's 23.94 typically it's 25 point something 26 point something so that's what we are seeing as far as the ad ratio is concerned 1070 gainers 720 losers 1.49 which is all right the broad market indices all except vix were up in the green the most positive one being uh, nifty so nifty 50 was the best performing one after that came nifty 100 after that nifty 200 so looks like uh, you know the broad market index as in a multi cap index was the best uh, performer this time vix was lower uh, this despite vix being lower today was not particularly an easier day trading options we'll come to that in a bit but in terms of the sectoral indices um, i think yeah the, the the best performer is nifty financial services followed by nifty bank and the others are slightly lagging behind nifty pharma being on the edge of being just just positive basically and the fixed income indices are also in the green but just barely so it's more of a flat to positive move that we are seeing on those as far as the highs and lows are concerned we're looking at gk wire and ruchi so yeah once again on this list which is a very interesting sign along with two gold etfs 
the number of lows, 52-week lows for the day, are actually lower by 300 compared to yesterday. Just 593 lows. I think the lowest number I've seen was, uh, I think, two weeks ago on Friday when we just seen like 270 lows or something, which was a very, very good number. Of course, this is uh, not as good, but it's still something. In terms of the bl the bulk deals, can't really find any well-known stocks except for um, Thyrocat here. And yeah, that's about it. As far as the block deals are concerned, Bassefs is the only one that's there. A new short has been initiated, or rather only one short is being carried for. That's ICICI Bank. So that's something to consider as well. As far as the crude prices are concerned, both of them are down marginally. WTI at 23.71 per barrel, down 1.25%. And Brent is at 29.26 per barrel, down 1.65%. So they are moving within that range. Looks like they have rejected that $30 per barrel level for Brent and approximately $25 per barrel for WTI. Uh, but again, let's see. Uh, once again, I, I have heard that theoretically it's possible that oil prices are negative but I really don't know how that would work. And as far as the FX prices are concerned, we're looking at the rupee being 76.05 per dollar, and it's slightly below its support. So it looks like if this continues, we'll possibly see it going down to those 75 levels once again. And uh, with a support at 75.9, if that is breached, then we may just possibly see it touching 75.3 or so. Uh, because that is just the kind of gap that it is left open. And that's what we're seeing. I'm assuming a lot of these things will, uh, will you know, have a massive, or rather get impacted massively when the fiscal package is announced, possibly later this week, or, uh, you know, sometime next week or something. So that's something to consider as well. And that's it for the market snapshot. Let's come to the indices now. So Nifty is closing above 8,000 at 8,317. It is up a whopping 516 points or 6.62%. So it's a good, strong move that we've seen. 7,500 was not even attempted. I was seeing a lot of uh, chatter about 7,500 or so uh, being the final support. In fact, we have also spoken about 7,600 being one of the supports. Today, it bounced up from 7,714. So uh, significantly above those final, so to speak, supports. And now it's resting at 8300. So clearly it's accepted the 8K level for now. So that's a good sign. As far as the AD ratio of Nifty is concerned, we're looking at 38 advances, 11 declines and one unchanged. So we're looking at Reliance doing extremely well. HDFC Bank, Kotak Bank, I think the reason why Reliance has done so well is because of the news that uh, Facebook is going to acquire 10% of Geo. Also because uh, Mokesh Ambani has always been very bullish on his own company. He recently repurchased some shares or he purchased some shares. He basically increased his uh, shareholding in Reliance. And again, for him, he knows what the position is. He knows that the the price at which the stock is trading is a is a massive discount it's like a clearance sale basically so that's why he might have picked it up hdfc bank also doing tremendously well 
up 12.41%. I don't think I've seen HDFC Bank going this positive ever. So that's a very, very good thing. Kotak Bank is the next one. So we can see a lot of very heavyweight stocks are in the green today, which is a good sign. And uh, this is very reassuring in my opinion. And um, what is more reassuring is that the gainers, the, sorry, the losers are not that big. Indusind Bank, sure, it's it's slightly a more uh, you know prominent stock. Bajaj Auto is here as well, HCL, Tech, ITC. Those are some prominent stocks, but the extent to which they are negative is not that much. So that's a good positive sign in my opinion. And that's what we are seeing with Nifty. As far as Bank Nifty is concerned, we're looking at nine advances and three declines. Of course, we already know which uh, which declines, or at least some of those declines. Indusind Bank is one, Bandhan Bank is the next, and PNB is the last one. So they've taken quite a beating, but at the same time, the gainers are very strong, and the higher weighted stocks are uh, the very highest of the gainers today, which is possibly the best thing that one could ask for bank nifty which is why it is up 1373 points closing at 18481 and i think i think this is possibly the biggest jump i've seen uh, and one of the most quickest ones because i remember it recovering around 1300 points or so uh, within just a few candles so that's pretty crazy if you think about it and uh, that's again it's it, it just goes to show how volatile the markets can be and that's what we are seeing as far as uh, the, the the intraday chart for nifty is concerned we only really saw it being properly positive uh, after 12:40 or so which is what we spoke about and it cleared those initial few resistances very easily after that it did face some trouble uh, in fact, it actually did turn back right from uh, 23rd March's uh, circuit open. So where it had opened on the circuit, it made a new high and then it fell down. That is approximately where um, it, it faced resistance and that is where it sort of turned back from. So that is what we are seeing. Again, overall, it does appear more of a bullish sign because it's above its slightly longer term moving averages as well. It's above its 200 MA as well and it is above its 13 moving average so all of the averages are working for it a similar case with bank nifty except bank nifty has faced some severe resistance from its 200 day moving average and not from those any and not from any previous close or anything like that so that's what we are seeing with bank nifty as far as the daily charts of those are concerned firstly starting off with nifty it's filled in that it's filled in one of those gaps and now it's possibly on its way to attempting 9100 levels looks like because that is where the 13 moving average is at so that would be my personal first target um, as far as a proper resistance goes if you want a slightly shorter target we'll possibly look at 8750 or so which is where uh, there is one of one one mass one major candle is there basically so that is another level that I would personally be looking at, though looks like the momentum is not as high as to actually warrant a good positive day is my take on it. As far as the volumes are concerned, it was a very weak buying day. So yesterday's selling, although not as much, was still lower than today's buying or rather was still higher than today's buying. 
So that's not really that positive of a sign. Uh, but again, it is what it is. As far as Bank Nifty is concerned, we're looking at it just marginally breaching one of its resistances and now on its way towards gap filling. So around 19,900 is when it will actually fill in that gap. So it's a good, uh, it's a good 1400 points or so away. It's not that much. If you think about it, it's just one day's effort, um, which is really required or max two days for Bank Nifty. But that is still one major level which we can speak about. And with today's candle, it actually uh, sort of confirms yesterday's spinning top and hammer that we had spoken about. So that's another interesting thing to note. Um, you know, I had mentioned that even though it is telling you, even though the charts are indicating to us that it is a reversal signal, it is not necessary that the markets will turn up today. They did, but it wasn't necessary. And you know, a lot of people act very smug about this, that, hey, you know, I told you that uh, there's a spinning top here or there's XYZ indicator, which is indicating a recovery or something. The thing is, unless you are talking about some very specific indicators, which actually show market sentiment and not just some analysis, like some price based analysis, most of the times the odds of your indicator going right or your indicator going wrong are really not that high you know it's 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 not a very uh, it's not a very fair thing to say that hey i told you so my analysis is always right because a lot of times these things fail which is why yesterday i said that um, you know there's a chance it goes up if it wants to support if it's want to respect if it wants to respect this level then sure it'll go up but that spinning top alone is not enough for the market to actually go up it needs a very strong sentiment and momentum fortunately it had that so which is why we were able to see a positive move otherwise we would have not seen a positive move it really is that simple a lot of people tend to overcomplicate it particularly i've seen a lot of twitter gurus giving literal bullshit gyan where they uh, speak about trades which they personally don't take and uh, they just push it onto you so i know it's slightly drifting off topic but then it just came to me as so, so i thought i'd mention it most of the times they are looking at the same data as you are sure they might have more experience and insight and they might be able to analyze it in a different way looking at it from a different perspective but the data is going to be the same them saying that the market will go up or down is just validation you are looking for it is possibly you already have a thought in your head you just want to reconfirm that thought or you are not confident in that thought and you want to reconfirm that the thought is wrong most of the cases that is what it is and that is why you might just fall for these twitter gurus or anyone i'm not discrediting anyone in particular i'm just saying in general it's it's not the best idea to uh, you know speak about hey this is this is a guaranteed reversal or something and again that's my opinion on it because in these past few weeks barely anyone has said that hey this is the prediction that i have or anything everyone might have said that okay possible reversal possible downturn or something and when it actually goes in their direction they say as if they are the market maker or they are a guru that is not the case and uh, i i i personally recommend that you should you know take whatever they say with a grain of salt because that will only really impact your understanding and your conviction of the market so you should not let their analysis affect your judgment 
you can let their analysis affect your analysis in the way that you get inspired by what variables they are choosing and how they are analyzing the market but remember everyone is a person the markets are the same for everyone no they are not going to listen to anyone so i just thought i'd mention that here as well because the kind of moves that we are seeing is pretty much unprecedented and as a result a lot of people after this are going to claim uh, you know fame status pretty much where they'll say that hey i predicted this move or that move most of the times it's not worth falling in that trap or anything just a little public service announcement i thought i'd make anyway though that's it as far as the indices are concerned let's move to my trades so the trades that i'd carried forward yesterday they would have worked out for me reasonably had i held on to them and you might be wondering that why in the name of all that's holy did you not hold on to it till expiry or till at least it showed you a profit if your view was you know relatively bullish or if you're uh, if you were willing to take that complete option uh, going down to zero the thing is when it appeared like a lost cause i thought that all right it's better to take whatever i'm getting and then move out uh, my view has been dismissed by the markets nothing wrong in that so i i exited those positions and literally after that the market started shooting up what added to my uh, trouble so to speak is the fact that the theta decay today was just out of this world and i really haven't seen the the option prices performing this poorly in a long time i think ever because only after 1240 or so things really started to pick up pace and that is only when uh, you know the the market was going up with a very strong momentum once the momentum sort of died down you could see the option prices going down even though the market was steadily and slowly climbing up so those things along with uh, my uh, my sort of urgency to exit that position is what uh, really possibly led to a negative day for me so i thought i'd mention that and uh, that was that was pretty much it as far as my trades are concerned i mean you already know which strikes they were in what positions i was in it was two calls one nifty one bank nifty and i exited them both prematurely possibly would have made a fair amount or possibly broken even um but that's that's not something which happened i also took another intraday trade which did not work out had i held on to that as well i would have possibly ended the day in the green or at least as close to break even as possible uh, but that was not really the case so yeah that 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 was it for my trades all right so the lesson for the day is something which my father observed so i won't i won't hog up the credit here so you should possibly follow him at umesh randani is his uh, twitter handle u m e s h r i n d a n i and he he shares a lot of informational stuff so you, if you're genuinely in the markets you should definitely check him out he posts literally 10 times more uh, actively and frequently and more relevant content than i do so you should definitely check it out uh, but anyway he observed that once the option became itm it did not move as much so once the option actually uh, you know became in the money the degree to which it was moving so the additional degree you could possibly call it a marginal increase if you are familiar with the term marginal 
um, you know, in related to economics, then the marginal increase was not that high uh, of the ITM option compared to an OTM option. And uh, that's, that's an interesting observation because that means that if you want to make, uh, potentially make good money, considering that your timing is good, considering that you are able to take good decisions and that transaction cost isn't that high, it would possibly be in your best interest to roll over the strikes. So you could possibly switch from one strike to another, increase your strike or decrease the strike depending on what kind of position that you're in. Again, this is if you are comfortable with it. It hasn't really worked out too well for me in the past. Uh, it's it's pretty much been the same as what would have happened had I held on that stock or rather option. But in this case, in today's case, it was far more prominent. So you could take a decision based on that, depending on your case, your specific case. Again, this is not investment advice or anything. This is just based on experience and uh, you know observations. So uh, don't don't like hold me or my father legally account uh, accountable or something for this. <laughs> otherwise, uh, otherwise bad things will happen. Not to me, not to you, or uh, not to me, but to you. So yeah, that's the lesson for the day, and that's it for this episode as well. My throat is a bit sore. I swear it's not Corona. That's not why it's sore. I've been speaking a lot, which is why it's sore. So this episode, my voice might sound a little bit softer than normal, but you'll have to excuse me for that anyway. That's it for this one. Hope you found this helpful and informative. Happy trading tomorrow. See you in the next.